This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta. Online at AudiAugusta.com. All right, our friend Gil Hans and his business partner Jim Wagner own Hans Golf Course Design. One of Gil's most recent projects was the restoration of Southern Hills in Tulsa. Earlier this week, the PGA of America announced that Southern Hills would host the 2022 PGA Championship. It is a pleasure to welcome Gil Hans back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Gil? I'm doing well. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Hope your holidays were good. They were. They were different, like they were for everybody, but but the, but they were good. Um, good. Good deal. Do you like Do you like the restoration projects? Uh, we do. Yeah, I, I, we've always enjoyed uh, doing a deep dive into you know other architects' work and and trying to get down to the specifics of of what they accomplished at whatever golf course they worked on. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good learning experience for us. It allows us when we're, when we're all said and done, hopefully to put back the works of these great old architects, but also then to, uh, come up with a few ideas that we might use on, on our original projects. Restoration. When somebody hears restoration, the average golfer may think that you are restoring a golf course to what it looked like in the sake of Southern Hills in 1936. But, but you can't do that, Gil, if it's going to hold a, a major championship, can you? No, no, you can't, because obviously the game has changed dramatically since since 1936. It's changed dramatically since 1996. So it's you know it's one of those things where we have to look at uh, the the golf course and, and through the through the lens of the way the game's played today, but you know primarily focusing through the lens of somebody like Perry Maxwell at, at Southern Hills, and I think. From our standpoint, restoration means that we will do everything we can based on the original architect's intent and design, and everything, style, look, feel, um, will be focused by on that architect. You know, renovation is more when we are allowed to put our own ideas into uh, into the mix, and, and but everything that we feel drives the decision making on restorations is is done by the original architect. Um, but obviously updated for, for the game today. Well, and the other thing I think about, uh, the agronomy, different these days. How much has to be taken into consideration when you are restoring a green? Because I'm thinking the old greens were slopey, and how slopey can they be with today's green speeds? Well, we only we only make alterations to the greens in, in the most extreme examples, hmm. and it's the primary decision is geared by the superintendent is, listen, I've got two whole locations on this green. And for championships, I have maybe a legitimate one. What can we do to make, you know, but it's primarily driven, and I'm being perfectly honest, but driven by the, the needs of the membership and the fact that, you know, from a championship standpoint, the guys who are coming in to do the setup, Kerry Haig with the USGA, John Bodenhammer, Jeff Hall with the, with the uh, sorry, Kerry Haig with the PGA, those guys with the USGA, right. you know, they're doing. They're professionals. They'll figure out how to adapt and use what they're given. Um, but day in and day out, if a green is just not functional from a membership standpoint, the superintendent has no ability to to go ahead and, and have whole locations. Then that's when we really get involved. So it's more geared for everyday play versus you know the, the championship setups. If you're restoring a course that won't have a major championship or won't have 
professionals playing it. It, it. Is it fair to think then you're restoring a course to sort of its original glory or at some point in its life glory? Yes. Yeah, and that's a that's a really good point to make because we're we do not we have never nor will we ever say okay this is the high water mark for X golf course and we're going to be religious and faithful in the way we're going to restore it just to that date and I I think that then you're you're negating the potential for any positive evolution that's occurred mm. and you don't want to do that you want to basically say hey things there may have been changes that are they're good. Um, that have gone through this golf course, even if they're not done by the original architect. You'd like to think that the vast majority of decisions are done with the original architect's intent and style in mind, but we've never been, never wanted to go back and say, okay, we're going to restore this to 1930. You know, that's, that was the high water mark because something happened at that golf course on that particular date. It's really looking at the, the comprehensive history of it, but focusing the vast majority of our attention on the original design. Another one of your projects got a lot of attention last fall at the U.S. Open at, at Wingfoot. Did you? What did you think when you when you saw the tournament? I was delighted with the way um, you know, Steve Rabideau, the superintendent, and his team uh, presented. I think an amazing test of golf, and you know, all credit to them. The superintendents are always the one that, that make us look good and make the designs look good, but they're. You know, they thought they were going to have a U.S. Open in June, and all of their planning and preparation had gone into a, a June timeline, and all of a sudden they get thrown a curveball. Now you're going to have it in September, and to be able to to shift in, in that sort of fashion and be able to, to come up still with amazing conditions is all credit to them. Um, I was there for the first two days of, of the tournament and watched the rest on the weekend, but I, I thought the golf course presented well. I thought it played well, um, you know, Bryson had a game plan that I don't think any of us thought was going to work going into the week, and, and it did. And you know, I, I walked with his group the first two days just because I wanted to watch and see. And he had, he said his game plan worked. He, you know, Wingfoot may have been singularly susceptible to his what he was trying to do there because all the greens slope severely from back to front. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all open in the front, so as long as he could, you know, get the ball out of the rough onto the surface. And, and, you know, the thing that was, I think, underplayed with his performance was he putted amazingly well. Yeah. I, I, mean, I he really, yeah, I don't think he, yeah, get, he got, he, I don't think he gets yeah, enough sorry, credit for how, I don't think he gets enough credit for how good a putter he is. I agree. Yeah. Everybody wanted to talk about how he, you know, overwhelmed, you know, overpowered the golf course, but it really, I mean, he made some amazing putts and he putted when he needed to. You know, he wasn't getting out of the rough and making birdies. He was getting out of the rough and making pars. And in the U.S. Open, if you can get out of the rough and make pars, you're going to separate yourself from the rest of the field. And so I think that's, you know, all credit to him. He had a good game plan. But I think at the end of the day, the membership was really proud of the golf course. It it was more than adequate test for the best golfers in the world. And and I I think it showed really well on TV. You know, before we launched into this conversation, I kind of went back and looked at some some articles and some things that had been written by you and about you over the last year or so. And 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 one of the things you did with Golf Digest, I guess they asked you your top ten golf courses, and you named uh, the old course at St Andrews and National Golf Links one and two. Why? Uh, when I play golf, which is sometimes is not very pretty, I, I like to have fun. I like to play golf courses that provide you with an option you know, 
that's that's difficult to score. But if you're not playing well, you're still having fun, and you're still, um, you know, you're still engaged, and you're still really energized by the the features of the golf course. And, and so I think those two courses, in my mind, embody as much as any place in the world. Just the aspect you can have fun. You can still provide a, a really legitimate test for for championship golf, but you can you can have a good time. And and I think architecturally, obviously, the old course wasn't designed by anybody, so that in and of itself is intriguing. And and you know Charles Blair McDonald's uh, his belief and his love of of you know the standard of of golf that he saw in Great Britain but had never been attempted to be replicated in the United States. And so you know I feel like the scale of national is just unparalleled. He he got all of that right on a big property at big features and and but at the end of the day, it, it, it they're great walks and they're they're great fun and they're going to yield some some really interesting shots. And from an architect's perspective, I always think that's the the height of what we do. When I called you, I pulled you off a bulldozer. What what project is getting your love right now? <laughs> uh, we're we're I'm here in uh, just outside of Dallas. Uh, Texas, we're building a par three golf course at the Circle T Ranch, which um, really beautiful piece of ground, all these lovely post oaks around us. And then uh, at the same time, we're putting the finishing touches on PGA Frisco. So uh, I'll be in Texas for next month or so, and then heading down to Florida for a while. We've got a couple projects down there. So um, mm-hmm. it's nice to get out of Philadelphia in the wintertime, and, and, and it's uh, a little bit warmer. When's, Fris- where we go. When's Frisco open? When's the PGA project? Frisco opens in August of 22. It's 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 wonderful. I mean, it's it's lavish in the, in the amount of time we have. Uh, normally, you know, you build a golf course and they want to get it open as quick as possible. But there, it's it's a long fuse. There's a lot of um, uh, development associated with it. The hotel, the mm-hmm. you know, the PGA headquarters. So that you know, they're, I think they want everything to open at the same time. So we're going to have almost a two year grow in, which is unheard wow. of, but it should make, should mean when the golf course is open it should be in spectacular condition. Um, you say yes. When I ask, and I always thank you for that. Get back up on the bulldozer, go to work. Uh, my pleasure. It's always good talking to you. And we're so excited for Southern Hills. Great, great team there. Uh, you know, Russ Myers, Kerry Cosby, Nick Sidorkin. I mean, it, it really is an all-star team as far as the staff goes. And the members couldn't be nicer. And I think, you know, it, it'll be great to see the modern players, you know, tackle Perry Maxwell's um, masterpiece. So um, we're really excited for that to happen. I'm, I'm very thankful that the PGA chose it, and, and I know they'll put on a great show. Thank you, Gil. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Perfect.